everybody, what's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 252 of the show. This is a really cool episode and very different from a lot of things I do. I was asked specifically to please train on anxiety and how to work through that in your business specifically. I thought to myself, that is really, really powerful and something I know a lot of you are probably dealing with. So this is definitely one that I would recommend to some people. I would screenshot this. I'd put it in your stories. I would let everybody know and make sure you get your reviews in and subscribe to the podcast. Also, I am going to start doing a lot of giveaways on Instagram. So please make sure that you are liking and commenting every single photo big giveaways big giveaways so don't be the person who misses the giveaways and I'm uploading a lot more on Instagram to try to give you extra value so I hope that is helping and I hope that you love it so at any rate it's episode 252 of the show I for some reason cannot open reviews on my show to see who today's reviewer of the show is but I appreciate every single five-star review every single time you screenshot it share it in your story and tag me so I can start engaging back with you I love you guys I appreciate you guys enjoy this episode on anxiety in your business. So hello, hello everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag boss Lee. I'm excited to jump in here and talk to all of you about these overcoming fears and a uh, little bit about anxieties and things of that nature because I know that in a business where maybe you are doing something new or something that scares you or something that's uncomfortable, uh, that is where a lot of us are like the network marketing space, by the way, people want you to record. So I guess I'll like jump in and, and let whoever needs to know that to know that. But, um, so this should be new for a lot of you. Like you might have transferable skills, but I always like to look at network marketing and business building in general. A lot of the time as like, have any of you ever had a job before? Like we've all had a job, right? some kind of job, even if it's like my first job was the ice cream shop, you know, uh, when I was 13 years old. So I say that because I want you to go to that moment really fast where you were so scared that first day of work when your mom or your dad dropped you off, right? When you were like, I don't know how to scoop ice cream. I don't know how to do anything. Uh, Like how hard could it really be to serve pizza? But for whatever reason, you had like a mental breakdown. Okay. So I say that because as you go through things, you become more confident through what you're doing. So the first thing when it comes to business is that you really need to understand that it's normal to have fear. It's normal to have anxiety. It's normal to have those feelings of like, what the heck am I doing? Because we all have those and we've all had them many times. So the fear is not an uncommon, uh, it's not an, Oh man, could you stop that from like eating my, uh, it's my fault. My Roomba got hungry. Hold on a second. It ate a hair top. I mean like a, yeah, maybe put it in the dining room and tell it to try again. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, my Roomba is not scared of Halloween makeup, by the way. So anyway, (laughs) back to this. So we all feel those fears. We all have had feelings of anxiety, feelings of not being good enough, feelings of shame, feelings of, of whatever that is. And so I think the first step, which is the number one step is I want you to learn more about why you're feeling scared. What is it that's giving you the anxiety? What is the pressure that you're feeling? As an example, I say that a lot. And a lot of people that I coach, they are scared of failing at something again. They are scared at being laughed at by friends. They are scared of judgment. They are scared of shame. They have anxiety around Uh, if they're told no. And it's interesting to me because when you actually learn about that fear, if you learn where your fear is coming from, you can stop feeling it because you can see that it's a liar, 
right? Fear is a liar, okay? It's like I said, scooping ice cream, uh, cutting pizza. None of it is complicated, yet we're all over there. Uh, those first days of work, whatever your first, it doesn't even, not even just your first job. It's every time you go do something for the first time, um, we feel that fear. So as an example, I'm a member of this country club and last week, and I, I've been a member for almost two years. That's terrible because I've only been like six times. Okay, terrible. It's very expensive. I really should go and be bougie with my bougie brethren, okay? but I am not good at it because I have those feelings of fear of like, what if they find out that I'm like 31 years old? What if they find out that I grew up poor? Like, what if they find out all, it's weird, it's silly, it's stupid. But the more you go, the more you start to have a good time, the more your business becomes a good time, the more you enjoy going live, the more you enjoy doing the activities, the more you enjoy leadership, whatever it is. So I say that because Um, there's still, I don't think anybody is, uh, immune to fear. I think you still, you just fear, feel the fear and you do it anyway. So, uh, the great thing about that is it allows, the second thing I guess I would say is use your fear, uh, and that imagination in your big, beautiful brains in a positive way. So, I decided to go last week because I'm like, it has to be fun. Like, I mean, why would we spend all this money at this country club? It's the Dallas Cowboys country club, by the way. So, like, I don't know if anyone was a Dallas fan. I don't care about football. But, like, you know, I like to go and, like, be bougie sometimes. So, like, I'm like, it, it's got to be fun. It's the Dallas Cowboys. It's got to be fun. I live, in, I live in Frisco, Texas, outside of Dallas. Like, this is a fun area. And I started thinking, like, we're going to have fun there. Like, I started thinking, okay, I'm going to take my friend Jen, who happens to be here as well right now, so it's funny, she's sitting right here. But I was like, I'm going to ask Jen if she wants to go, and we're going to have some good food, we're going to have some fun times, like, it's going to be good. And so in my mind then, I set a positive affirmation, and I want you to start doing that around your business. Like, what if this business ends up being something that makes you tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars? What is it? What if this is something that puts you in your dream car? What is it? What if this is something that allows you to get, you know, weekly facials or massages or whatever it is? Like let your imagination run wild in a positive way instead of in a fearful way. So use your power, your creativity, whatever it is to see in your imagination, the bright places instead of the dark places. Like I think sometimes we let our imagination run wild in a negative way. We go, oh my gosh, like what if they say no? What if they make fun of me? What if they laugh at me? What if they quit my team and say all kinds of nasty stuff about me? Instead of saying, well, what if I destroy this business? What if I'm world-class at this? What if I become known as whatever, right? And the crazy thing with that is also, I truly believe in the power of visualization and I hope you do too. Because what your mind can see, it can conceive. And so, like, I've, I saw my success way before I had it, right? I saw running a network marketing team very differently than anybody I ever knew, you know? Um, I think most network marketers would probably, couldn't imagine showing up on a call with no makeup, my lashes are bojangled, I've got a sweater on, like hello, no nails, nothing. Okay. Like I washed my face for you. You're so welcome. Oh my gosh. Like day five hair, like it's time to do something, but I don't feel like it. Like I wanted to change. I wanted to change this profession of like, oh, if you don't show up business casual, oh, if you don't show up in like the bougie outfits, whatever, like you don't fit in. Like that's crazy. And so I saw it before it became reality. And now, uh, you know, I, I have the business that I want. I have the business that I dream of. I have all the things that I have imagined. Okay. So 
Now, quite frankly, I love what you just said. Somebody wrote, I think, in the chat, because that was literally my next point. Somebody said, what if you thought positive what ifs, right? So what ifs are so, so powerful. You can make your brain work in a different way because fear and anxiety, it just lives in your brain. You know that, right? Like even those of you who actually suffer from, you know, clinically diagnosed anxiety, like it's something you live with every single day. I'm going to guess with this many people on a call, I'm speaking directly to some of you. That's okay. When you feel that in your brain, maybe you acknowledge that this is just my brain being stupid right now. Okay. I don't necessarily have control over it, but I know this is not reality, right? Like some of us need to remember that sometimes, right? So it's almost like when people say, you know, what is your pain on a scale of one to 10 right after you're out of surgery? What is my anxiety and my fear right now on a scale of one to 10? And how can I lower that? What if I were calm? What if I weren't nervous? What if I wasn't scared? What if I didn't have this anxiety? What would my business look like if I didn't live every single day caring about whatever we thought about me, right? Use those what ifs for your power and then act as if, you know, I think that the reason why my business grows and is the way that my business grows and is is because I've constantly thought about what if my business, you know, what, what, does, a, what does a multimillionaire talk like? What does a multimillionaire walk like? What does the number one female network marketer, number one network marketer talk like, walk like, act like, behave like, speak like? How kind are they? And then starting acting as if. How consistent is the person that you want to be like? right? And then acting as if tricking your brain into knowing that you have the greatness inside of you, I think is one of the strongest things that you can do. Because every single one of you deserves to live a life and have a business where you're not stressed out, where you're not scared, where you're not anxious, where you're not caring about what everybody else is saying and thinking. And it's just hijacking your brain. You know, I've been through a lot of crazy situations in my life. If you don't know my story, my 2017 was insane. I would not wish it on any of you. Um, and to say I was anxious is an actual, uh, understatement. My body started shutting down. I was so anxious, depressed. It was awful. Um, and I don't say that to make any of you feel bad about me. I say that because I hijacked my brain. I started listening to personal development all the time, honest to God, because if I let my mind speak to me, it was so toxic and negative and depressing and dark that I was like, I need to get my own thoughts out of my head. And since I'm incapable of controlling it, how do those people behave, right? They probably listen to good stuff. They probably don't let negative people around them, etc. A little challenge you can do that I've been talking about a lot in recent days is I would challenge a lot of you to put yourself around people that you want to be like. So if you're in a town and you go to this, you all go to the same places, right? We all do. We have our routines. But did you ever think and stop to think for a second that maybe your life looks the way it is because you do have a bunch of routines that maybe aren't serving you? So as an example, if you go to the same nail spot, like I know you probably like your nail girl, okay? But maybe you could drive like 15 minutes further out where maybe there's like the people who kind of drive the cars you want to drive or carry the purses that you want to carry or put their kids in the schools that you want to put your babies in, right? Or can afford to go to a different grocery store or whatever. Don't have to go to 17 grocery stores to find the best coupons, right? Like whatever that is, go to those places. And I'm not telling you to spend money. I'm telling you to watch how those people interact. I'm telling you that if you want to become as if like, and get over fears, see how those people present themselves, see how they walk and talk and present themselves so you can act as if. 
right? Instead of going, like, sometimes, instead of going to Kroger, I go to Market Street. Market Street's where the bougie people shop, right? I don't know where y'all live, but, like, in Texas, that's the thing, okay? Market Street is bougie, okay? Okay, all right? Like, sometimes you need to go, and you need to not go shopping, but walk yourself into a designer store. See how you're spoken to when they assume you have money, right? See how they look at you, how they talk with you, how the people's hair looks like when they're shopping, except for me when I show up because I roll up like this, okay? I'm a bad example. All right, but like I just say it, I just say it, okay? okay. But like make your brain get hijacked a little bit by that positivity, okay? All right, the next thing is I want more of you to focus on breathing. Now, how many of you have babies? I see some babies in the video, so I, I can tell some of you have babies. Hello, darling. Speaking of babies, hi, sweet cheeks. How you doing? Come on in. The world is fine. My son is so gorgeous. Okay, so how many of you remember giving birth? Did anybody ever give birth? I mean, I would assume so if you have a baby. Okay, so since you have babies, well, if they're biological babies anyway, like, do you remember when you were in labor and hopefully your doula or your midwife or, I don't know, a nurse or a husband or a partner or whatever, you remember when they were like, breathe, breathe. Breathe, just focus on your breathing, right? Well, why do you only do that when you're giving birth, right? The rest of you are breathing like, I don't know why I'm having a panic attack. Why do I have anxiety about my business? I don't know. You're giving me anxiety just watching you breathe. Try breathing from down here, all right? Try holding your breath for a little bit. Okay, breathing is more important than you think because anxiety starts with those short breaths. Okay, half of you are literally laughing very hard, which means you feel attacked, which is funny. You know, you're like, oh my God, how does she know that I forget to breathe sometimes? Right, yeah, I know, you're busted. Because anxiety is manifesting in your body then, right? Because we're not taking those deep breaths. And then you're having all these negative chain effects and reactions to that breathing. And then next thing you know, it's a panic attack. It's an anxiety attack. It's like, I can't do this business. Oh my God, I'm terrible. How do I get over this? Oh my God. Okay, and then it's a spiral. So maybe we can stop and we can slow down and we can focus on our breathing sometimes. And maybe if you all have accountability partners or if this is your team together, maybe you can say, hey, like, can we hold each other accountable? Like, a couple times a day, we can go in the chats and say, hey, Elaine, breathe. Jordan, breathe. Courtney, time to breathe. Hey, it's 2.15, Kaylee, breathe. All right, Rebecca, what's up, sister? Three o'clock breathing moments. All right, Tracy, you ready to breathe? I'm ready to breathe. If you're ready to breathe. All right, Allison, can we breathe? Jocelyn, sister, let's breathe. Like, it sounds kind of hocus-pocus maybe, but I'm just telling you, if you can take some deep breaths, hold it and then let it out. I don't know why. Okay, I'm not a doctor. I, I just, I'm just a network marketer. What do I know? All I know is I got to stop sometimes and slow it down because we start creating anxiety and fear in our brains and then in our bodies and then it manifests right back to your brain and then you start psychologically tripping yourselves out and you start saying, I can't do it. 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 <laughs> and then it's an endless cycle and then you quit your business right? And then you're sad again and you're anxious again. You're depressed again. You're broke again. And it's this crazy cycle that people go through when it all started with a fear that's probably fake anyway. I know I'm attacking half of you again. I see a lot of laughter again. It's okay. It's all right. See, what do they say in AA? They say admitting it's the first step. Here we go. All right. Cheers to that. Hold on. I need to drink this. Ooh. All right. The next thing in this, I actually learned just over the last couple of years is mindfulness. Like if you're feeling fear and you're trying to get over these irrational fears and this anxiety and step more into your power, I want you to have an awareness around it. Mindfulness, whenever I think of mindfulness, is just slowing down for a second going, 
Mm. Right? Understanding what's going on in your life, right? It's a passive activity. It just makes you more aware of what's going on around you. So then when you're mindful of what's happening around you, you can start to identify patterns. You can start to see what's triggering you. You can start to say, oh, when somebody does that, says that, that's what happens to me. Right. I'll give you an example. I was a nail biter until March 4th of this year. So I, my nails, they got really brittle out of nowhere. And so I ended up, uh, I actually filed them. Okay. I filed them and now I'm regrowing them. So they'll be even again, but I was a nail biter and I kept thinking to myself, God, like what is triggering me to bite my nails? Like, even if I have my nails done, like how many of you can relate to this? Like I'll have acrylics on and I'm like, in my mouth, like pulling them off anyway. I'm like, what am I doing? Just like some people pick their eyelashes off. That's their anxiety thing. They pick their hair out of their head. They drink, they do drugs. They do all these things to numb an actual situation. And then I realized, oh, I need to find what the trigger is. So I'm gonna challenge you to find out what's actually bothering you, what's actually making you not show up in your business, what's actually slowing you down. Because I realized I'm a nail biter when I think people don't like me so childish oh my god it's embarrassing oh lord it's like I'm like sweating saying that like I'm schwitzing out of nowhere okay please like me be my friend oh my god okay like please can we be friends ah! all right like I don't know why if somebody's on a zoom and they're like like I don't know they could like actually be going to the bathroom making like a poop face and I think they're making it to me so then I'm gonna bite my nails right or like I don't know why I feel attacked okay but like I realize that's my trigger Oh, Abigail says, yeah, you guys are my friends. Oh, my God, I have all these new friends. Wow, I'm really excited about this. So many new friendships. This is great. All right, so now I'm going to have really long nails because all my friends are right here on the Zoom with me. Wonderful. So, like, I'm just telling you, figure out what it is. Is it when somebody tells you no, you go down a rabbit hole? Why? And actually reverse engineer it and identify, hold on a second here. Why am I so offended when somebody tells me no? And then you can say, whoa, that started in my childhood hold up, wait a minute, they're not attacking me. Why do I feel like I'm getting attacked by it? So you can start to heal, right? Because I'm just gonna tell you that the people that you see that are very successful, like the 200Ks or whatever, okay? I don't know who you view as successful. People that you view as successful, they've been through a lot of crap. I'm just gonna tell you, one amigo to amigo, amiga to amiga, okay? Like, it's the people who have overcome to become that you actually admire. It's not that they don't have fears. It's not that they don't have anxieties. It's not that they, oh, they must love themselves so much. Like, come on now. Go actually get to know those people. They're battling demons every single day, I promise you, okay? But it's that mindfulness that life is, life is happening for you, not to you. And it's when those symptoms of anxiety, of, of, of pain, of trauma, of triggering or whatever comes up. They identify it and they say, oh, I know what this feeling is. I know what this feeling is, okay? And then they don't do the behavior. So yes, you're still gonna get triggered. You're still gonna be told no. You're still gonna feel the stuff. Go replace it with something positive. So maybe when somebody tells you no, you don't go grab a beer, okay? Maybe instead of when somebody tells you no, you go, okay, now I know when somebody tells me no, my replacement, my replacement to do is I'm gonna go have a 15 second dance party in my kitchen and get back into a flow state, right? I don't know what it is for you. Jump around, do jumping jacks, go do a push up. I don't know. Like go make a shake. I don't know. You might be drinking a lot of shakes if you do that. And then it's probably a lot of protein. You're going to smell bad. Like maybe bad idea. Maybe the jumping jacks. Okay. All right. So the next thing and the final thing, cause I know we're out of time, but like I was three, I mean, literally you wouldn't let me in for three minutes. And so I'm taking my 20 minutes. So thank you. Okay. 
<laughs> All right. So, I, I mean, it's funny because there was no password. I almost bit my nails over it. I'm like, they don't want me. I'm kidding. I didn't actually think that. But uh, my, my final tip, and this is one that I swear I actually learned recently. I don't know what your zodiac sign is, okay? I don't know if you're earth, wind, water, fire, whatever, okay? All I know is that I, I am a Scorpio, but I'm like Leo moons, which is, it explains all this, okay? My, I'm just, I, I'm a show off, okay? I just want you to look at me, so just keep staring, all right? Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. All right, so, <laughs> like the Leos who are on here are like, oh my God, I keep relatable, okay? So, uh, they're the ones who got dressed up, by the way. Those are the Leos, okay? But anyway, oh, see, now they feel attacked. I love it. So I was at Lake Austin Spa because I like the spa. I like to be massaged. That's probably my Scorpio. Just touch me. But uh, so I was, go I had like 22 different treatments because I'm a little extra, okay? Uh, and I was, ha I was trying to relax, right? So I went all the way in and I did 22 treatments in four days, which I think is like a spa record, but you know, typical, I'm a competitor. And one of them was like this healing thing where it ended up being like an energy worker, like a woo-woo, you know, like crystals and sound bowls and dong, ding, dong. Like, it was crazy. All right. So all these crazy things are going on. And she says, you are so calm and grounded right now. I said, yeah, I feel very grounded. I feel very calm. I feel very good. Like, I'm in my, my moment. I'm very zen. It was day four, right? So I'm all chilled out. And she says, um, she says but do you get ungrounded very quickly? Like how many of you can relate to this? Like you feel really good and it's like out of nowhere, boom, there's the fear. Boom, there's the anxiety. Now you can't even breathe. <laughs> Start doing this crap again, okay? Like I'm like, how do you know? Like I actually feel attacked. Like you are a little witch. This is great. And she said, listen, she goes, you need to get outside. I said, what? And she said, nature is one of the most healing things you can do. Like, it looks like some of you are, like, it looks like uh, Abigail's outside. Hillary looks to be outside. Alicia's going to roll her window down because she's driving. I'm kidding. All right, but, like, get, oh, Chantel just turned her camera on to prove that she's in a tree. Look at her. She's, like, literally in a forest. I don't know what's happening. That's great. So she's in a tree. That's wonderful. So uh, there's a thing the Japanese do, okay, and it's called forest bathing, now, we don't do this in America because in America, we tell everybody to go buy pharmaceuticals, okay? We like to push drugs on people, all right? I mean, like, not you, but, like, that's, like, the way our culture is, all right? And, and that wasn't a political statement. I'm just making a statement that's a fact, okay? But uh, the Japanese literally, when they go to their therapists, when they go to their psychologists, what they have to do, uh-oh, that didn't sound positive. <laughs> what they get prescribed is actual time in the outdoors. And so for those of you who feel that <gasps> going on, even if it's cold outside, like I don't know where you live, go put your feet on the ground. Go ground yourself. Go visit your friend Chantel in a forest and go get in the tree with her where she looks to be. Okay? Like go spend time slowing yourself down a little bit. Because I know we're in a fast-paced world. I know we're in 2020. I know we live in an internet age. I know, I know, I know. And I'm speaking to you as probably the biggest workaholic on planet Earth, okay? But I'm telling you, some of you, you feel fear because you're taking no time for you. You're taking no time to go out in nature and heal yourself. Take your shoes off. Walk in the grass, right? Go be playful. Be childlike in nature. There's a reason that kids are all happy until we pollute their minds, okay, from our own opinions about the world and about the way that 
the world functions. And so that's not going to help you get out of fear. That's not going to help you get out of anxiety. Sitting with your AirPods in all day long on Zooms all day long. Like go out there and pray. Go out there and connect with nature. Go out there and speak to a higher power or whatever you believe in. But we need to stop spending so much time wondering why we're anxious when we stare at screens 20 hours a day and then set crazy goals for ourselves because the beginning of a month and then put pressure on ourselves and pressure on our families and then cause all kinds of anxiety and fears and irrational thoughts that run through our heads. It's not useful for you. It's not useful for your family. It's not useful for your business. So sometimes, and I coach this a lot, I'm telling you, whether it's nature or whether it's a hobby or whether it's whatever, you won't feel as much fear if you take time to slow down in order to speed up. Like, write that down. Slow down if you want to speed up. I know you want to break new ranks. I know you want to make more money. I know you want to drive a reliable car. I know you want a different house. I know you want your babies in different schools. I know you want to donate to your church more. I know you want to donate to charities more. I know you want to give. I know you want, I know you want to serve. I know all these things. You won't if you are running at 50% at best capacity because you're so burned out. It's affecting everything you do. It's affecting the relationships you care about. It's affecting the way your children look at you. It's affecting every single important thing in your life. So if I can give you any business tip, it is please slow down to speed up. So I hope you got value out of this. Uh, That was good for me to remind myself because it's the beginning of a month as well. Uh, And so I need to make sure I slow down to speed up as well. Ready and excited. Oh my gosh, Tamika, good ears, sister. Well, uh, I'll record this for the podcast then so you can hear yourselves. That's exciting. So thanks for having me. Hello, hello, everybody. My name is Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag boss Lee uh, or the people's mentor, I guess, is what you're used to me saying. Uh, If you're just jumping on, just keep reminding people I don't usually look like this. But uh, if you are an OG Jesse Lee follower, this is my fourth entire month of October that I've done crazy SFX makeup. So today's Ursula, and I thought I was going to be way done, but these tentacles, man, these tentacles took forever. So at any rate, I'm really excited to be on here with all of you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for showing up. I'm really excited. So uh, we're going to talk today about just not giving yourself the option Uh, to quit. And I love this topic because I know that some of you maybe had not an awesome September and you're kind of showing up right now because you are thinking this is maybe your last call. This is going to be your last call. You're going to give it one more chance and then you're going to see what happens. And so I just want to remind you that Rome wasn't built in a day. I want to remind you, anybody that you see that you're like, oh my God, they got it going on. They have everything together in their life, blah, blah, blah. Uh, They've got a story as well. Uh, And if you look at me and you think, oh, she's so good. She's so talented. She's such a great leader. She's such a great salesperson. She's so good at podcasting and lives and whatever you think about me. I'm a nine-year entrepreneurial overnight success. So anybody you look at and you think, why not me? Why am I not where I want to be? Why am I not successful enough? Why am I not winning yet? Whatever that looks like for you. Uh, I just want to be the one to remind you and tell you that there's always a story, my friends. There's always a story and it takes time. This takes time. And if you do quit, um, I'll just tell you, you never win. You know, there's one thing, if there's one thing I have, and if you listen to the podcast, you've heard me say this, but like, I don't have a lot of quit in me. I have a lot of grit in me. If you want to write that down. So there's been plenty of times I want to quit. I don't want you to think that I am uh, a perfect human or that every day I wake up motivated and inspired. 
fired. Uh, yeah, no, that's a lie. Okay, that's called the book of lies. That would be reading from a, an encyclopedia of lies. Uh, I don't. There's plenty of days that I just really don't feel like doing things. But like I just said, quitting just has never been an option. And so I think a lot of us, we, we dream as little kids. We want to have greatness in our lives. We want to show up at a higher level of ourselves. We want to have success. Some of us want to break generational curses of our parents or our grandparents or generations and generations and generations and generations, right? And you can with this kind of opportunity. I think you know that or you wouldn't be... You wouldn't have shown up, right? Uh, I think you know that. You probably have heard the success stories. You've probably heard the crazy um, tales of whatever. And I'll just tell you it is possible. If you don't know me, um, I didn't start this to get rich. I started this to really do that, and that is break generational curses. I started needing $300 a month. Um, I'm a verified multi, 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 multi millionaire at this point. I'm almost at the eight figure club, which is really cool with five years of network marketing under my belt come October. And I just say that to you because aside from the fact that I look purple, I think I'm pretty relatable. Like, honestly, I think that as crazy as that sounds, I think I'm actually a pretty relatable person. I have a crazy past. Uh, I just show up very consistently. I'm willing to be a student. I'm willing to learn. I don't judge people. I have a lot of empathy. Uh, I'm a very come as you are kind of person. And that has allowed me to see people for what it is and really pour into people and not allow them to quit. And one of your biggest jobs as a network marketer and as a leader in network marketing is going to be not allowing people to quit. So yeah, you shouldn't quit, but don't let people quit. Don't let people back out. Don't let people uh, you know, get it, get, take like the easy road all the time. Oh, you live not far from Frederick, Maryland. Well then, Sarah, I am from Middletown, Maryland, y'all. Okay. Okay. Uh, I live in Texas now. I live in Frisco, Texas. So I am nowhere near Frederick County, Maryland anymore, but what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Country girls. All right. So a couple things you have to remember that you are bigger than your temptations. Like it is tempting to not show up. It is tempting to not get on a call. It is tempting to not, you know, follow the systems. It's tempting to not listen to your sponsor. It's tempting to not show up to an event. It's tempting to go out and do, you know, make decisions you know you shouldn't make. Okay. Whatever that looks like for you in your own individual life, but that's also quitting. And sometimes I know life can kind of be against you and you're thinking to yourself, wow, like the world is a series of problems. My life is a series of problems. Everything's a challenge for me. My life is happening to me. And I, I would challenge you to stop thinking like that. That's some stinking thinking and realize that life is happening for you, not to you. Write that down. Life is happening for you, not to you. So all of the challenges you have, all of the unique situations that you feel like are so unique, the interesting thing is that we as human beings bond through traumas. We don't actually bond through, uh, we don't bond through all of the, the exciting, easygoing things that go on in people's lives. Okay? Oh, that's great. So Del- Delana says, we are neighbors. I'm in the colony. My post office box is in the colony. So that's really exciting. Wow. We might be really, really close actually then. So, but life is actually not against you. Okay. And a lot of the times when things are hard, we might think, why is this challenge happening to me? I don't think God gives you what you can't handle first and foremost. Second of all, maybe it's like a trial period. Maybe you're in those first six months, two years, three years, even maybe a business where you're like, what is going on? And so I will just tell you my challenge for all of you, whether it's Ash or Brenda or Carrie Ann or Brittany or Tamika or Amanda or Tay or Galaxy S9 (laughs) is listen, okay? Like you have to remember that you're not here to lose faith in yourself. You're all new at this. If you're five years in business, you're still actually pretty new in this. Like if you look at the government, you're allowed to write off failures 
losses in business for five years. That's like the average amount of time a business fails, technically speaking, in the United States of America. And I say that because some of you have success and just because it doesn't look like maybe my success or your upline success or whatever, you think you're a failure, but you're literally not a failure. I talk to Eric Worre a lot. He's my mentor and a really good friend of mine. And he says a lot of the time that in like you start to identify yourself as having leadership capabilities right around three years. The average person starts to be able to identify leadership capabilities within three years. So don't lose faith in yourself. Don't lose hope in yourself. Don't give in to those temptations of not showing up on a training or whatever it is. And remember that all the times in your life when you have faced challenges, you overcame them. Does that make sense? Like all of the things that have happened in your life that you probably thought while you were going through it were going to break you. Uh, but did you die? No, here you are, okay? And that's everything. That's divorce. That's health crises. That's, that's painful friendships breaking up. That's businesses failing and you have to start all over again. That's all kinds of different things in your life. But I just want to be the one to remind you that this too shall pass. Like if you're somebody who's in a storm in your life currently, this too shall pass. Five years is nothing. It's just that we live in some delusions of grandeur because some people do join and explode, which takes me to my next point, which is don't quit because the idea that you're a failure is actually just living in your head. Like no matter what the challenges are that you're going through, it's in your head. Are you going to win or are you going to lose? You get to make that decision. So when I started in this, I knew I was going to win. And the only reason I knew I was going to win was because failure was not an option. My whole life was a failure, right? Like my whole childhood was a failure. I grew up in this in the small town as the do not have anything family, right? That was my real life. And so failure was not an option because I was sick of struggling. And if you're somebody who comes from real struggles, then you should be one of those people who's like, oh my gosh, she's speaking to me, right? Because I know what it's like to suck. I also know what it's like to be really good. And I'm going to tell you, it's worth the trouble. It's worth the hardship. Chantel's baby is obsessed with my purple skin right now. I am loving this. Look at him staring. Okay, and that's what I'm talking about. It's like a Disney I come into life. Oh, look at this. Okay, I love it. All right, but it's in your head, right? Are you going to succeed or are you going to fail? It's honest to God up to Vicky. It's up to Laura. It's up to Catalina. It's up to Mandy. It's up to Kelly Joe. It's not up to anybody else. So decide to make that decision. Decide to make that decision. Am I going to succeed at this? Am I going to fail at this? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Because as soon as you start saying, oh, I'm no good at this, do you want to know what happens? It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. As soon as you start saying, no, I'm made for this. This is going to work out. It's all going to be great. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, your tongue is so powerful, right? If you're, if you're into the Bible, you know what I'm talking about. The power of the tongue, 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 the power of the tongue. Okay, then why do you think that I don't care if you're religious or not. You've, you've noticed this. You've felt this. You say, oh, he's not that into me. Next thing you know, he's not that into you. You're like, ooh, girl, I'm fine. Like, he, he cannot resist all this. Next thing you know, he's like, he cannot resist, okay? Or she cannot resist, whatever you're into. I don't care, not here to judge. All right, like, oh, my Lord, isn't it amazing how that works? Self-fulfilling prophecy, prophecies, no matter the challenge, you need to think about what is my belief system around this business? Do I believe I can succeed at this business? And this has nothing to do with quitting, but I'm gonna say it because this is the way my brain works and I come up with things as I talk. Like, you have to make sure that you have levels of belief. A successful business has to have three levels of belief. Number one is belief in yourself. Bookie Lee, you need to go outside? Huh? 
Help. Hey, Jenny, when you're done peeing, can you let, let Wookie out, please? Okay, the belief in yourself. Belief in you as a business owner. Belief in yourself as somebody who can do more, be more, become more. Second level of belief you have to have is belief in your company. So do you believe in your company? Do you believe in your product? Do you believe in your service? Do you believe in your compensation plan? Do you believe, do you believe, do you believe in all of those things? This is important, right? Because if you don't believe that your company is the right company, you're going to have a really hard time building it. Really hard time building it because you're constantly going to be trying to convince yourself, oh, well, you know, I, I think, I think, I think. No, no, no. What do you believe? And the third pillar of belief is you have to have belief in this profession. Do you believe in the network marketing profession or are you one of those people who's like, well, they told me it was a pyramid. It must be a pyramid. Okay, that's crazy. Okay, because I... I am not an Egyptian. I don't know how to climb pyramids. Yet here I am up at the top of the company. I outrank everybody. I outrank, I out, I out earn my upline. Okay. Like it can't be a pyramid. All right. What are you, where are you on those three pillars? Because if you look at it like a stool, like a three-legged stool, if one of those pillars of belief is lacking, it's why your business is not building the way you want it to. And it's why you might be considering quitting. Okay. So I just want you to think about that because all of these things start in your mind and then manifest into reality. Okay. So the next thing, don't quit because it's not supposed to be easy. <laughs> if it was easy, everybody would do it. Okay. I know it's one of those little like cliche, little like Instagram quotes. It's an Instagram. It's a Twitter quote. I tweeted just to you live just now. Okay. I get it. But like, it's so true. It's not that network marketing is hard. I will tell you what network marketing is. Network marketing is uncomfortable, especially at the beginning, right? Because you have to talk to people, okay? You have to uh, talk to strangers. You have to talk to people that make you nervous. You have to be told no. It's a really uncomfortable situation for a lot of us until it starts to become second nature. But it's not supposed to be easy. Like, I don't even think life is that easy, right? Life can be kind of easy, I guess, for people who are just prepared for it not to be easy. So if you want for life to be better, if you want for it to be the life you dream about, then you got to fight for it. If there are 8 billion people on planet earth and everyone is individually fighting for survival, whatever that looks like to them, well, then you got to fight your own fight. So don't give up on yourself, fight your fight. So no giving up, no telling yourself you're not competent, no telling yourself you're not good enough, no telling yourself you're not smart enough. Handle all that negative self-talk. Don't accept defeat before it's ever actually happened. That's what people do. You accept the failures before they ever happen. You listen to the husband who says, oh, people who look like you don't succeed at this. What does that even mean? Like, go away. Sit down, husband. Okay? Like, I don't even know what you're trying to say to me. All right? I'm purple, and I'm going to be just fine. All right? Like, I think that's a little silly, but it's also really true. What decision are you making about what your business is going to have success-wise? The next thing, and I kind of started with this, but I, I want to rock on this for a second, is the storm will pass, you know, this too shall pass. Whatever the storm is you're going through, it's probably almost over, okay? If you could realize where you are now and where you have come from in order to reach your goal, you would persist more, you would endure more, and you would continue more. Like how many of you know Thomas Edison, the guy who uh, invented the light bulb? I don't remember how many times he failed at his little light bulb experiment, but all I know is I got electricity in my house. How about you? <laughs> okay, like we have to fail to get what we want. We have to fail forward. And those of us who are going to win at this business and win at life are the people who fail forward fastest. So who's getting the most no's? I can tell you it's your leaders. 
whoever's making the most money on this call, and I have no idea who that is, she is, she or he is getting told no more than you. Just real talk. Okay, I out earn y'all because people tell me no like I'm a crazy person and I love it. I love it. Okay, just tell me no. I'm just going to keep failing forward. Not a problem. I'm willing to endure because I'm hungry for success. But success doesn't come without hardships. Success doesn't come without failures. But success when you fail also is really powerful because it allows you to have a story to tell. And every single one of you deserves to have a story to tell. You're not going to have a story to tell if everything comes easily to you. You're not going to have a story to tell. I'm looking for my laptop charger, by the way. Do you have any idea where that is? Because I'm at like literally 4% and these people are not going to be happy if Ursula goes missing. Okay, I'm about to go missing. It's a problem. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disappear. I'm going to disappear. It's going to be like uh, the end of the movie when I think she dies. I don't know what happens to her, but I don't remember her living at the end of the movie. All right, so the next thing is I need you to be consistent and do the same things every single day. Okay. When you are considering quitting, I want you to check yourself and I want you instead to make sure you're doing the same things every single day. And the reason I want you to do that is so that you can actually track your success. Because if you want to succeed in whatever it is that you're doing, you need to know what you're doing so you can have a plan. Successful people do the same thing every day. You know, I was making a comment over this weekend when we were closing out the month. I'm sure you all closed your month too. Thank you for the charger. But I will tell you, I will tell you, If you're tracking the same things every day, then you're able to predict your success. If you're doing the same things every day, you can predict your success. Success leaves clues. Today, Eric Worre, I will literally literally show you our text thread because I I think you probably wouldn't even believe me unless I show you. So like this is Eric trying to get me, me on a call. This is Eric texting me to get me on a call. I like real talk. This is a real conversation. And he keeps saying stuff. Oh, how about this? How about two hours from now? How about this? I say, oh, sorry. On a Zoom. Says, okay, how about a half hour? Mm, On a Zoom. Okay, uh, sorry. On a Zoom in two minutes. Well, how about two hours from now? Zoom with Brian. Oh, okay. How about 5 p.m. Pacific? Oh, uh, (laughs) and I sent him my schedule for today. Because my schedule goes by half hours every single day. I know what's going on in my life because success is leaving clues. So how disciplined are you? When you feel like quitting, check yourself. You know, like if you think of an Olympic athlete, what is their schedule like? Do you think they enjoy it all the time? No. Okay. The only Olympic athlete who's like a little bit of a story I remember is Michael Phelps. Cause like, you know, makes you proud to be an American, makes you proud to be from Maryland, okay, that little fishy, he's like, he's clearly like, uh, you know, half fish, but anyway, Michael Phelps had to eat 12,000 calories a day every single day just to maintain his lean body mass to perform at the levels he performed because he would swim for seven hours a day. Now, I don't know if you just heard what I had to say, But are you kidding me? If I eat 12,000 calories a day, I'm going to need your product really badly, okay? Like, I'm going to need a whole lot of, like, I'm going to need you to wrap me. I'm going to need you to pill me up. I'm going to need all, I'm greens. I'm going to need a lot of things, okay? I can't handle 12,000 calories a day. That man, do you think he wanted to be in the pool at 4 in the morning? I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess he didn't want to force feed himself 12,000 calories a day. I'm going to guess that he doesn't want to do a lot of things he had to do to become the most winningest Olympic athlete of all time. But are you willing to do the things you don't want to do to live the life that most people want to live but never will? That's the question you have to ask yourself every day. Because if quitting is no longer an option, then you show up and you do the things you don't want to do. I don't, like, literally, I said, oh my gosh, guys, in 17 minutes, I have another call. They're like, you're purple. 
I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm purple. Okay? Like, I know. But I want to live. I want to suffer now to live the rest of my life like a champion. I feel like that's a Muhammad Ali quote. Don't quote me on that. But I think it is. Suffer now to live the rest of your life like a champion. Like, and network marketing isn't hard. You shouldn't feel like you're suffering through it. Uh, it's just a good quote. Like, what are the things you keep putting off every single day? What is the fluff work you're doing every single day instead of doing the things you know you need to do? Because it's easy for you to post on Facebook. Yeah, but what about that follow-up, sister? What about those phone calls? What about those live videos? Ooh, what are you putting off? What is making you nervous? What are you quitting on? And just stop quitting on yourself. And like I said, Rome was not built in a day. Are you willing to be persistent in what you're doing because most people aren't? Are you willing to work relentlessly to achieve your dreams so you can beat everybody else? Why not be the best? Okay, hold on, tangent. I know I'm over time, but I gotta say it. I was listening to something or reading something, reading, I don't know, I do a lot of development. Okay, but yesterday I read something, I think it was, and it was talking about the difference between first place and sixth place, which might not sound like that big of a deal. Right? You're like, oh, that's still pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, but like, are you trying to be pretty good or are you trying to make an impact on the world? That's the question you need to ask yourself. And I say it like that because they were comparing social media platforms. The number one social media platform is Facebook. Okay? Number one social media platform is Facebook. Who is number one in your company? You don't have to answer that question. I'm just saying ask for yourself. Who's number one on your team? And are you showing up as the best version of yourself? That's the next part of the question you need to ask yourself. And the reason I say it like that is because though some of you are like, I'm comfortable being sixth best. I'm perfectly fine being sixth best. I'm still pretty good when I'm sixth best. Right. But do you know what the number six network marketing or social, social network platform is? Google Plus. <laughs> right. Irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant. Do you want to be an irrelevant? I'm kidding. I just like hey, saying that. Or you're not trying to be irrelevant. So start showing up as the best version of yourself. And I'm not saying to have all of y'all compete against each other. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying compete against yourself. Show up for yourself and stop quitting on yourself. If you feel like quitting on something, quit on quitting. <laughs> Break up with quitting on yourself and live the rest of your life like a champion.